0: All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. How is everybody doing? This is the I Love Real Estate Student Success Stories. And we've got another fantastic success story for you. Jared, hey man, good to see you there. Thanks for uh, connecting up very soon as well, Jared. You were one of the first people to connect up, which was awesome. So today I have a story of someone who's who's managed to turn his situation around in an incredibly short period of time. Um, and I think the real reason he's been able to do that is the attitude and approach that he's learned and changed in the process of going through the training. Uh, it's a very insightful story and I don't wanna delay it anymore. So I wanna introduce Sergio. Sergio, how are you doing? Welcome to today's Success Story um, interview.
1: Thanks Michael, uh, that's a great introduction. Uh, yeah, great, great to be here. I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking to you and talking to the community. So thanks for the intros and thanks for the opportunity uh, to speak today.
0: It's an absolute pleasure, and um, and I really appreciate you kind of uh, taking the time out to be able to share as well. Because I know that you've all you still kind of got a few things on. So much appreciated. So um, look, I want I, I suppose the first thing we want to do is let's just find out a little bit about before you know. I mean, I always like to know like where were you at before you joined I Love list Estate. I mean, everyone kind of thinks, oh wow, you know, things have happened, but mm. um, before you did, where were you at? Because you know, what, what was your life like before you'd actually joined?
1: Uh, yeah, look, uh, it's a standard question, isn't it? Um, and it's really important to sets the scene. Uh, for us, you know, day-to-day, you know, living in a, like, a, you feel like you're in a, a day-to-day rut. You know, you're living day-to-day, week-by-week, uh, week, but with no real uh, kind of uh, goal in mind that we can get to uh, a vehicle as such. Um, you know, we we're working to make a living but we weren't really building a fortune or building wealth. Uh, so, you know, pretty, pretty lost. And I must say, we had that shiny object syndrome, SOS. Uh, You know, every time you look around, there's a a proposition to be able to build wealth. And uh, I think I was caught up in that, you know, you hear Amazon and Bitcoin and all the share markets and everything else. And so very confused, I must say, and very day-to-day, I must say as well. So that's probably our life before we actually uh, started. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand, man. And I think that, um, had, had you been burnt at all by other things, that, other interests or anything?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you, you, you go into some good intentions, but you lose money uh, and you pick yourself up again. You know, you, you tend to win one, lose two. So you're always on your back foot all, all the time. And so, yes, uh, yes is the answer. You know, we, we explored some of the options. Uh, unfortunately, the risks and the reward, um as you go through each of the opportunities um, but yeah but we didn't actually land on something that actually did work and that was the frustration bit because it's no lack of trying or lack of motivation it's just the lack of the right vehicle and so that was the best, probably the most frustrating thing about it
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, and no, I understand. Now, can I, can I just ask you a, a one quick thing? Can you just go down to the, where the mute tab is? I'd like to turn the volume of your microphone up a little, if that's okay. So if you can go to the little tab, it's got the little up arrow where it says mute and it goes to the audio settings. Mm-hmm. If you click onto that and where your um, microphone is, the input volume, can you put it up to about maybe three quarters?
1: I can. How's that? Oh, How's that's better?
0: better. Heaps better heaps better yep fantastic all right cool thank you so much all right uh so look the i suppose the next kind of thing i really want to kind of look at is um what why did you decide i mean obviously you joined Isle of real estate um what was the what happened as a consequence of you coming into the community
1: Yeah, look, uh, you know, you're hitting your head against the wall, you know, living day to day and you don't have the right vehicle as such. So you don't feel you're progressing and you don't feel you can achieve what you want to achieve. And so we decided after watching the video from uh, Dibna, so the property thing and the property game has always been in your DNA. Um, But, you know, based on, you know, what we heard from that first video, you click on it and you hear a lot of things that resonates to talk about you know, building financial independence, building wealth, uh, having some financial freedom, that all resonated with us. And then as you go through the one day event, uh, DIPNA uh, hit a lot of the things that were, you know, the problems that we were experiencing. Um, you know, one of them being that, you know, we thought going into real estate through negative gearing was something that, uh, was, something that, that was told to everybody. And that's one of the mistakes that we did as well. Um, but also because we wanted to know the right vehicle, the right strategies to help us to achieve those uh, goals, um, and so that was one. The other two was a quite a broad brush of learnings. Um, you know, the scope of property, as you know, is quite large, and there are uh, different strategies that can be applied. And uh, you know, having Dipna talk through to build some level of independence while still uh, having a child and, and a marriage breakup, you know, if someone like that can go through it, then why can't yourself? So that's why we decided to join right there and there. We actually, uh, I think we joined straight away. We went straight into uh, the quantum membership, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so we just, you know, it just, uh, so that, that, that was kind of the, the main reason why we bought. and there was a lot of success stories. Uh, you talk about success and stories and, and interviews. Uh, these are real people living day to day who have a dream, um, and that resonated with us too. So, so that was that was basically the reason we ever joined.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was back in two thousand and eighteen, was it?
1: Yeah, that was two thousand and eighteen. That's right, February two thousand
0: and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Great. February. So, so you're looking at um, three and a half years.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. Only only short in the scheme of things.
1: It's pretty sure. Yeah, it is, it is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so how, how did things change for you when, when you first got into the training? What were the things that really kind of um, changed in, in, in your life once you got into the training?
1: Yeah, the, the training's quite interesting. Um, you know, once you go into um, learning, you know, you've got the boot camp, you've got uh, the millionaire within. I'm sure people in the, on the call will be very familiar with those ones. And that started to change our mindsets, you know, into actually believing that there is there is a strategy behind uh, creating wealth or building a, a financial freedom uh, lifestyle, if you like. And so the, the world started to change because we started to understand the different strategies across property. And that that's in itself a really good foundation piece that gives you The other thing uh, was that um, not not only it's a strategy of learning the training about how to invest in property depending on your your goals and your objectives, but it really is uh, a personal development journey. And so what what I really enjoyed about the course was it's just not a strategy about property. Actually, it's it's like a life-changing strategy of personal development, uh, which works on your mindsets, uh, but also works on your health. Uh, but also it works in the way you influence and in relationships and, and they're all kind of key things because they're all integrated um, to be able to accelerate what you want to achieve. So we've got a lot of value from that. Even in the first, first two, three workshops, I think, uh, you know, they've just set the foundations for the future training that we set through. So that was, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. There's um. You kind of like got a lot out of just the whole decision making process, didn't you? Can, you? can you explain a little bit about, about that? Because I think that's really, really an interesting and really insightful thing that the, your approach in, in regards to your decision making process.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point because um, it all sits with making a decision. And if you go back in, in your life and your successes, even your challenges, Uh, the way you overcome that is through a decision of actually making a decision like the decision that we've made to come into I Love real estate you know you have to decide to take action to be able to do that you have to decide to go into one membership you have to decide to go to the boot camp and so you know when you look at things i know that you know and we've all dealt with this at some point in our stage you know procrastination um and to be able to think you know Uh, analysis paralysis sometimes there's so much information and it's very hard to make an informed decision Um, but if you make a decision even just to take one piece of action today I think that speaks volume because it's a snowboard effect Um, and then you soon realize that you know you start to decide that this is the vehicle you decide to implement habits and it becomes a discipline that you implement in your day-to-day in your decision making but also in your general uh, day-to-day to be able to get to, you know, in terms of your action plan, in terms of working through your strategies, it helps with everything that you surround yourself with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few things in there, I think, with okay. the decision-making process, the habits, a little bit of discipline, all those kind of things.
1: That's right, that's right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing that I've learned through this is that you've got to take responsibility of your decisions, but you've got to take responsibility of what happens to you. What happens to us happens to everybody. You know, the pandemic, obviously, but, you know, the economic situations, it happens to us all, uh, but it's the, the way you respond to that. Um, and the ability to do that is that if you incorporate habits in your, in your lifestyle, in your day-to-day, and you keep the discipline, um, these small incremental wins uh, become a snowboard effect, and that's um, you know what we found in our in our situation is that if you're if you're if you're disciplined and you start seeing these incremental results, it's actually really quite motivating because you get a win, you get your first property, uh, you you celebrate, and you actually see you actually get more motivation to go again, and that helps you with um, you know with all areas, and so. Sometimes it's a slippery slope. You tend to go, go off the wagon if you, as such, but then you realise once you're back on it, uh, it's really, really good. And that's when that's when you know that uh, discipline becomes a really key part of your day to day as well, with your habits, but also making decisions as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, after you got into the ultimate boot camp, and then there was also the real estate millionaire within the ones that really kind of um, impacted you. Um, what
1: what came next for you? What came next is action. Um, there's so much about uh, knowledge which is fantastic because it lays the foundation. And you know you got the strategies. Uh, for us, it was all about commercial property because we made a decision that commercial property was the vehicle for us. And so what happened straight after that is just taking action, taking action on your plan. Um, and making you sure that you held accountable. And so as my, myself and my wife, Charity, um, we came up with a game plan, roles and responsibilities, uh, came up with a bit of a plan that implements what we learned in these boot camps and actually taking action. So I think because you're on a natural high from these boot camps, everyone's feeling great. Uh, but what happens on Monday when you go back to the grind, when you go back to the office, so that's where it becomes even more important to implement those habits, implement your strategy. And it really is about, you know, the main thing that we've realised, it's about taking action straight away and not procrastinating, just moving forward.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Sergio, I want to just kind of find out a little bit more because you're saying that you've made the decision on commercial property, but um, how did you come to that decision? Because it's like you, you, you when you came into the community and you, and you were looking at what you were wanting out from the program mm-hmm. uh was it was it was it cash flow was it equity what you know what i mean so you would have come to a decision-making process to say hey commercial is right do you want to just kind of expand a little bit on that kind of yeah. process
1: yeah i will i will because it's uh i think it's really important um i, pro- I probably took in my shiny object syndrome uh into the property game as well because. Once you're in the community, as you know, that there's so many wonderful different vehicles and different strategies. So you know you're at a boot camp and they talk about property development and it's great, it's fantastic, and you want to jump into property development. Then you go to another seminar which is all about cash flow strategies. So you learn about Airbnb and, and uh, commercial property and so on. So where we have made the decision, we actually uh, we made a decision. Let's try the property development uh, path. Uh, we had a, a JV deal where we put in the money and the, the other half uh, found the, the site. Uh, we spent about three months um, working really hard to come up with the feasibility, to come up with the council plans, etc. And we went to the auction with high hopes, with a number. And, uh, you know, we're, a no, we're novice people. Um, but there were three other developers coming in on the same day. Uh, bidding so they, they, their margin was obviously we couldn't compete with that and then that was the decision that day it was, it was like okay i think if we could pursue this this is not for us because we're not developers and we can't compete in that market so um cash flow has always been one of our financial independence so how, the, the question is what's the vehicle that will give you financial independence where you've got cash flow coming in And you're not realizing that you need to do. You you have to be in an office, or you know, you still got cash flow coming while you're traveling, or you've got the freedom to decide whether you want to go to work or not. And so, what uh, the decision for commercial property was based on our risk profile, but also based on the yields that you can get from commercial property as well. And so that that was the decision based on our framework to say if we've got you know what's the number that we could say that we finan- it can become financial independence and that would became the goal. Then it was, okay, so what's the vehicle that gets you there the most fastest? Do you want to drive, you know, no disrespect? Do you want to ride a bicycle on a three-way lane to get there or do you want a, a Ferrari or something that a lot faster? And so we saw commercial property as that vehicle that takes you to A to B the goal that you want to get to a lot faster than it would be through the other vehicles so that was the decision so hopefully that you know that gives you a bit of a framework of our mindset at the time um and then you know once we did make the decision it was all about how do we get the information how do you get the knowledge how do you learn the strategies what are the what's the person that you have to become to be able to become a commercial property expert um, so they're they're all things that came after that decision and yeah so that that's where it all started
0: mm-hmm. yeah good good so the so the goal essentially was a passive income so that you know you could you could kind of you know if you choose to retire from work yeah
1: that's right that's yep. right. and yeah. and
0: and the answer was commercial is going to do that for you
1: that's right for us yeah. that's yeah, right yeah. yeah that's right
0: awesome awesome so um uh then you um can we have a look at some of the, some of the deals that you've done? So, yeah. I mean, like you, I think initially you, you know, you kind of like looked at your PPR initially. Was that the first thing that you did?
1: Yeah, we looked at the, our PPR. So at the time, as we entered the Isle Bruce, so we had a PPR, we had best investment property. And we looked at our PPR just to see what equity can we reduce, like leverage from. And, um, so that, that was the first thing we did. Let's release some equity. And that allowed us to invest in our first commercial property. So that was kind of the, uh, the strategy around that. And then, um, you know, the first deal that we had um, came through, it was a regional site. I was just entering that commercial property knowledge, um, and it, it was a property in regional Queensland. The return on that itself was about 60 to 65K per annum uh uh free of cost and so that was uh, probably one of the biggest you know achievements is to you know to land on that property deal it, it came from a referral actually through the i Love real estate community and so that was one of the first deal um, and then we started to set ourselves because of the income and because of the savings that we had we were able to go again very quickly straight after that um, we looked across uh, different buyers agents to help facilitate the decision. And so a second property came shortly after that. And that helped us gain probably another 35K of income coming through. And then um, we had a third, our third property um, in the same year come through. Uh, that was quite a large site, a different, uh, different uh, risk profile. But this one kind of landed on your lender on the lap after some discussions and building relationships with agents in Queensland. And um, you know, part of that was that it was a good source of income, a good good tenant with long uh, with good uh, tenancy agreements that favored the landlord, which is great. Um, but also they had a sustainable business model, uh, which I felt it was worth investing. And so we went again. Now, to do that, we had to sell one of our investment properties to be able to go again. So we're able to sort of, uh, you know, the, the one and two set the foundations to then start looking at other properties and deals. And so the our goal was to, you know, I guess from a passive income was, well, what's the number that allows us to say that we're independent and we don't need day, day jobs as such? Um, so we had a number, and that number... Um, was something that we reached uh, in that 2019, that year that, that everything seemed to happen for us. so that was that was really cool. Yeah.
0: Mm. So you did three deals in a year?
1: three. We did three deals of commercial property, um, and on top of that, we actually uh, we had a, we bought a property on behalf of um, for, for my parents. So this is the, one of the wonderful things about learning the strategies is to be able to help not only yourself as a family but uh, the people around you Um, and that being my parents so my parents had a bit of saving um, and they were looking you know they were getting what three percent in the bank deposits Uh, but when you do the numbers and compare it to uh, passive income the commercial property you know the you're you're already talking nine percent or nine point five percent and so you know we went uh you know we went through an agent through this one uh we went to the site we we liked the property the risk profile was good for my parents and we, we landed on a really good deal for this one for them and since then you know they're um yeah they they, they keep uh, they love commercial property as well and I think that's one of the one of the most one of probably the most satisfying things about this is that you know the you know the metaphor. You know you don't want to give someone a fish. You actually want to teach them how to how to fish. And you know my parents have grown through that commercial property experience as well. Um, but also the people around us. Uh, we've helped and supported a number of our friends. Um, uh, just to show a comparison between if you were to invest your money for the same amount of money here, you'll be able to get uh, a different return if you invest in this vehicle. And so. You know a couple of my mates have actually invested in commercial property uh which is great because it's a step closer to their goal that allows them to get some financial independence or financial freedom as well
0: it must be a pretty cool feeling being able to help your parents in that way what was that like
1: yeah yeah you get to appreciate your parents uh in a way that's you know as a kid you don't really value your parents as such. I mean, I've always, we've had a really close, I come from a Latin background. So I love my parents, great mentorship and everything else. But, um, you know, they they did it hard, Um, you know, um, raising two kids, um, blue collar workers, and to be able to give them something back uh, in a form of a vehicle that allows them to have a bit more freedom, probably take, but you know, uh, enjoy enjoy their lifestyle, uh, which is great. And for me, it's always trying to get them, you know, enjoying themselves rather than trying to think about anything other than, uh, you know, staying healthy uh, and income coming through. So that that's really cool. That's really cool.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And so, with with those three deals, what what did you end up with um, cashflow wise? Two uh,
1: fifty k was the number that we've uh, struck. Um, So we had a really, we had an aggressive plan, uh, very aggressive goal. Um, And like I said, um, I think we made the decision that that was the number. I don't know why that was the number. The number was based on, you know, our income at the time and based on having some of that freedom. Um, And That number just, um, yeah, to be able to get to that number, is one of, It's been really satisfying, not only from a confidence, but also uh, to ensure that the things that we've been learning as part of this community, a part of the training, part of the networking, part of the, uh, the relationships that you build, if you implement that and you take action, that's really proof that it actually does work. It's not just a, a fantasy or it's just a dream. It's actually a reality. And, um, you know, that was always the goal. And once you put your mind to it, um, it's always been something that you work towards, uh, and that that was that was that. that came right at the end of the, that financial year, so uh, it was really cool.
0: That's pretty. That's pretty impressive to come into the community in in two thousand eighteen, and then what at the end of, at the tail end of two thousand nineteen was it, or the t- tail end of
1: correct right. two thousand nineteen, yeah. Yep.
0: So, within like a uh, 18, not 20 month period of time to come out with um, with 250,000 passive income, mate, awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, we've got a lot. It's not, uh, it's it's a team effort. Uh, It's not one individual effort. One of the things that I've realized through training is that you can't do it on your own. Um, And um, do you need a team around you? You know, you could, uh, for, um, I'm very lucky um, my wife uh, very supportive you know we work as a team not as a husband and wife but as a partnership business model as well that really works um, and the team around you you know you need a good accountant you need a good lawyer you need a good uh, good training material to help you support what you want to learn um, you need uh, you need to be in good for me it was good help as well so I think they're all links uh, having you know, a good health and a regime to make sure you're in checked gives you the, the right energy levels to keep going again and be productive during the day. I think that's, that's really key in terms of when I look back and reflect, they're all, they're all factors that help you contribute to that success. So it's not just a one-person team, it's definitely, it's definitely building that A-team around you.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you also continued with your training as well. Like when you first came in, you came in as a quantum student, but then yeah. you progressed and you, um, you went up to platinum as well.
1: Yeah, that was, um, I mean, even just doing, uh, you know, the foundation is great. But if you want to accelerate or, like I mentioned, if you want to go on the fast lane towards your goal, you've got to look at things that will help you and complement what your, what your vehicle would look like. And so we went straight into Platinum we joined, we made the decision. Um, so shortly after we joined uh, the Quantum, uh, we started Platinum the same year. And um, the Platinum, what Platinum gave for us, and I'm not trying to sell Platinum, but I'm, I can only share my experience, is that you're, you're held accountable. Uh, you're held accountable in a way that you've got, uh, you know, you've got a coach behind you. Uh, so that's, that's refreshing and rewarding but you go into deeper dives into each month, a specific strategy. And the cool thing about it is that you get to talk and discuss and debate uh, with like-minded people who have made the decision uh, to participate in, in greater learning. So that, that, was, that was really cool. The other thing I really enjoyed about Platinum was the, the actual uh, workshops and the boot camps. Um, I was probably one of the things that comes to mind was in 2019, uh, or no, so 2018, my first platinum event uh, was in Queensland. Um, I was just blown away. I was so inspired and motivated after that weekend. I just couldn't sleep, um, and that that just gives you fuel for your fire to keep going and to know that you're on the correct path. And I, I just knew, I just knew that we're just gonna. It, it was just a matter of time uh, that you were gonna get your first commercial property or your first deal under under your belt. And so I've really enjoyed the boot camp. And number three, the relationships that we've built um, have been fantastic because, you know, everyone comes in at at different stages in their life. But it's a a safe community to talk about, you know, property and wealth and everything else. Whereas the world outside this community, it's it's a little bit bit difficult. Um, You know, people may feel uncomfortable when you do talk about it. And so that was the other reason. You, you build these really strong, solid relationships and everyone shares their experience. And if you've got a problem, uh, you know, you, you generally get out to the community, ask some good questions, and you're always going to get some feedback and responses about somebody who's either done the experience or knows somebody who's gone through the experience to, have, to be able to feed that back. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, look, Platinum is a very special... Um, uh, a, a bit more of an intimate, a bit more of intense, and the accountability is really the key, the key point there as well with, uh, with Platinum. Yeah, yeah. Um, excellent. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you couldn't sleep, hey? <laughs> After you- Can't
1: sleep. Couldn't sleep. You know, you, you, it's not like you're on sugar, but it, it really, uh, you just want to get up in the morning. Uh, you want to get on with the day you've got all these things in your mind and it's really important for me just to write things down you know when you get things out of your head into paper you're actually translating that saying okay cool now that's a commitment to myself that's what i want to do today and i think uh, by starting the day like that um it was great it set the foundation so that's still
0: awesome yeah. awesome and uh, there's. We, I want to expand on that point about getting up early a little bit later on, too, because <laughs> you have a very you have a very special thing of what you do too, which I think I think is unique and I think it's really cool. And um, you know, and Dipna has this 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 term as well. But we'll pick up in a minute. Now, look, um, I wanted to just to cover off because it's quite, obviously you look you've you've done some amazing things in a short period of time, mm. um, but uh, I also want to know. Well, has anything happened where it's like things haven't gone the way you want, or how do you deal with when things come up? I mean, obviously, uh, when when you go down the path of real estate, and go down the path of investing and with commercial and so forth, is it clean sailing? Is it just smooth? <laughs> are you uh, is everything for you, or is there, are there things that you need to deal with? And um, I think that you you might have had um, one or two things that might have come up that you had to then kind of like deal with. And do you want to just kind of share a little bit about that? About I think there was something about some um, some situation with some tenants and so forth, especially when it comes to commercial, it's really important to have the tenants. Um, so, yeah, you happy to share, share a little bit of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's many stories, uh, a lot of issues and challenges. Um, I think it's important to ask that question because people just see the, the rosy brochure at the end and, they don't see the, the work that goes behind that brochure. Um, yeah, look, I've had many, many issues um, and i call them opportunities, right? Um, it really becomes a, a mindset thing because if you just look at it from an opportunity perspective, you're gonna learn from that opportunity and you're gonna grow from it. So that's kind of where the mindset is to begin with. Um, I've had issues, I've had um, a multi-tenancy uh, building where I've got four tenants, which um, is great, great property in, in regional Queensland. But I've got two tenants just at it all the time. Um, and it's been going on for two years. And you know, it's it's tit for tat, you know, someone leaves a bad letter or, you know, bangs the door and, and it's now escalated now to to court. Now it's gone to court. It actually made the um, uh, it made the newspaper only yesterday and it's you know these are the kind of issues and as a landlord, you've got to play the referee. You've got to say, well, please provide the information. Look, that's a little bit out of order. That's against the rules. Um, luckily, I've got a really good agent who's been very patient and persevering as well, but I had to step in and that's that's unplanned time, or let's say you know, that there are um, challenges with those discussions because you are talking about people's lifeline. It's their business. Um, and they don't want business impacting them. And it, this has gone to the, like I said, it's, it's, it's reached the papers now. And so that's, that's, that's not good. Um, and the way we're addressing that is, is uh, you know, we unfortunately, we tried the mitigation. We've tried different strategies to be able to, you know, go in different days for them or, you know, try and avoid contact as well. Um, and so we've tried all the different options. And now we're at the, the court option, which, um, you know, there'll be an David and evidence to be provided. It's not a, a violent thing. It's more kind of inappropriate behavior and language and usage. So if I term it in that category, that's probably, I've spent a lot of time probably the last year mediating between the two. And it, that has an impact on the building with other tenants as well. So. That's that's probably one of the issues. That's that's been one of the challenges. But like I said, entering that, um, I think if you can enter things like with a good mindset to say it's an opportunity to grow, and I've I've always remembered the uh, Jim Rowan's quote to say, "Don't wish for more problems, wish for more skills, or don't wish for more challenges, wish for more wisdom," and that always struck with me. So, you know, you can't grow without challenges, and knowing that gets you a different mindset that. You know you go into you, you go into these problems and challenging conversations knowing that you know you, you will find a solution um mm. and you'll find the right solution eventually if you keep at yeah
0: sorry just just typing in an answer to a question there from uh sarasa um yeah, look, it's really interesting. i I, I got to say, Sergio, I love your attitude. It's like, you know, a problem is an opportunity, you know? How can we see an opportunity there? Yes. <laughs> Especially with something like that, it's like, oh, it's escalated, you know, and it's gone there, and you've got this kind of very chilled out kind of like, yeah, it's got to this point, you know, and um, so I, I, <laughs> if anyone's listening and you're kind of like going, hey, what do you do in a certain situation like this? Yeah, take it take it out. Take a, take a chilled version like Sergio. Treat it like an opportunity and, yes. <laughs> um, and roll with it, hey?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of that's credit to my coach as well. I've had a, a very good learning. Uh, so I don't know if people know back, Ubal, uh, who's part of the, the Platinum. You know, he's instilled that in your DNA. He's actually put that in your DNA. So, uh, you know, get, uncomfort- get comfortable with being uncomfortable um, because, you know, your circle of comfortability is there to protect you, is actually there deliberately to protect you and stop you from coming outside. So, and that's a big no-no. You know, you really have to have that mindset that the only way you're going to grow is out of that comfort zone. And uh, I I remember him saying in one of the seminars, to say like, you know, if you look at your success in the past, there there was always an element of uh, uncomfortability. And so if you recognize that, you would recognize that, anytime that you've got uncomfortability, whether it's uh, going through a deal or uh, attending the boot camp or anything like that, that's an opportunity for you to grow and take it on because you're gonna grow outside of your comfort zone. And so that's gonna help you uh, either learn, have that conversation, make that, pick up that phone. They're all things that are gonna drive sort of that challenge to get out of that comfort zone.
0: Totally, totally, and and for those of you who don't know, what Sergio's kind of just mentioned is a lot of that training is from Platinum. It's very much around the mindset side of things, and there is a particular trainer. His name is Vac. It is an unusual name, but he is quite an amazing person, and he does yes. drill down on finding the real key points to be able to shift your focus in order that you are just far more efficient and effective, not only in. Um, investing in real estate but also in life as well and accountability is is a key point responsibility accountability all those types of words they all come up with with vac he's he's quite amazing and and you'll probably hear that more and more if you're wondering about it when platinums talk about it that Mm. really is is, it's where it's coming from it's the high level training part of the high level training yeah Ah, uh, fantastic. Now, look, there, there was another, one other thing that I wanted to, to, to find out about, and that, that was that um, because it was, it, you know, we're in this kind of situation, this COVID situation, you also had a situation with, with you know, one of your uh, tenants not actually getting rent coming in or something, oh, and yes. then, and I want to find, and I want you to kind of explain what you did about it. This is, this is really key, and this, and this highlights exactly what you're talking about with mindset, how you can approach things in a different way.
1: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, look, um, during the pandemic, um, as you know, the the lifeline of um, businesses is all about uh, customers and delivering value to the marketplace. You know, you're given a return based on the value you bring. So the investments that we made in commercial property uh, are all about not only owning the the land, the the infrastructure, but it's also investing in their business and their business model. with the pandemic, we knew that that was going to be a problem for businesses because obviously lockdowns and shutdowns and um, you know which was going to be a, a cause of concern. So the first thing that we did, uh, we contacted all our uh, all our tenants. Uh, we reached out to them and we reached out to them individually, personally. And we set up a call, and the first thing on the agenda was like, um, you know, as the landlord, I know you're the tenant. Thanks for thanks for working together, but it was to agree that we're, we're a partner. It's a partnership model. Um, I don't see myself as a landlord. You don't see yourself as a tenant. We're, we're in this together. Um, and we can't control the pandemic. You know, we can't control what's happening around us, but we can control our circumstances. So that was the mindset uh coming into these conversations. And um, you know, the feedback that we got, it was very productive conversations, you know, it was yeah, look, uh, we are experiencing some issues or no, no, we're, we're okay, thanks for asking. And so it gave us an opportunity to build that relationship, which I think is really important. And once you build that relationship, you're gonna build the trust. And once you build trust, you can be an open, transparent and that broadens your, uh, your partnership, uh, which is great. Fortunately for us in these businesses, there was only one uh, that re- required a rent relief uh, during that time and there was only for two months. Um, so we just said, look, you know, the, the government guidelines, for example, is that we need a PL, we need a, a register that says, or well, that you actually your sales have reduced by this amount and therefore you reduce the, the rent by that amount. We said, we don't worry about that. You know, tell me, you know, um, um, you know, tell me what the impact is on your revenue. And then we just made it. We just said, let, let, let's agree that this is the percentage. And that's what we went in with, so for that tenant. So they, what I found from that experience was that even though there was businesses that did, weren't impacted as much, um, I just the, the relationship has, has, uh, has helped because they look after the property better. They're open and transparent with communications. They look, you know, they, they want to extend uh, because they know that there's, it's a partnership model and it's just not a, another landlord coming and asking for their rent. And I think that that spoke volumes because, you know, if I felt, if I'm proactive with that, if I'm the first one to do that, to that, then that it's not a retrospect, it's more being proactive about your circumstances. So I'm glad I did it. And I, that was a genuine offer. It was a really genuine offer to say, "We you know, everyone's hurting. Can you, um, we're here to help you, how can we help? So, so that, that was, I thought, I thought that experience was really cool.
0: That is, that is really cool. That's really special, especially when, yeah, when businesses are hurting and yeah. uh, you come in and you've just, um, if you're said treated it as an opportunity and you've, and you've created a partnership rather than just a yeah, 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 really awesome. Um, hey, just a quick question. Uh, there's a question here, uh, Sergio, that says, um, Did you buy your first two commercial properties yourself without a BA? And why did you utilize the services of BA for your parents' purchase? Pros and cons of using BA versus your own.
1: Yeah. Uh, The first one was without. So that was on my own. Um, It was actually a referral on the Kylos real estate community. Uh, Someone picked up a deal, couldn't go through it. Um, So I took it on for a fee and did the due diligence and so on on my own. Um, and I had a lot of lessons learned from that experience, but I did; uh, it was great that I went through that experience. Um, we were looking for that second one very quickly. So uh, our mindset at the time was that let's run in parallel. Let's, let's see what a buyer's agent can do and let's see what we can do. And whatever comes first for the right price, for the right profile. Um, and in this case, the second one did come from a BA. The third one uh, was on our own, and that was based on relationships that we had built. Sometimes you get off market deals as such, and then people tap you on the shoulder because of the relationship that's been built. Um, the fourth one for my parents, that was for a BA. Again, it's, it's uh, you go looking, but you also run in parallel, and whoever gets to the finish line first, then that was our approach to, to, the, to the BA side of things. And through the BA, you actually learn a lot as well because some of the, some of them provide more than just finding the property, they provide due diligence, they provide a team around them as well. So, you know, it's, um, people say work smarter, um, you know, which is, you know, something that you, you, you outsource, like we outsource um, something else. So we outsource to someone who's got 10, 15 years experience versus someone who's um, probably only got two years experience They've probably got a better chance to find something. But again, like I say, you pay for that fee. You've got to pay for that. And you've got to just, you've got to determine what works for yourself. It's case by case basis. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Interesting. And that's that's really as a part that's related to your aggressive approach, too, isn't it? You were like, this is what we want. We want to get out there and do that. And so you're utilizing and bringing in more people into your team in order to achieve your, your aggressive target.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's, um, you know, how do you build a team around you to be able to get to your goal? Um, and that, that allows you to accelerate where you want to go. I think, um, you know, having a good network, having the team, but also the knowledge to be able to do that allows you to, to actually formulate and keep growing the team because your team does to do, does do change as your goal starts to change. As you get more goals, you get new goals, and then your your team starts to uh, starts to change as well with that, mm.
0: yeah. Fantastic. So, um, if you if you look at your life now, from when you when you started, and now you've obviously got you've you've achieved quite a lot. Your life has really changed quite dramatically from what I can see. How is your life different now to when you first joined?
1: I've certainly lost a few kilos. That's for sure, uh, which is, which is good. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think uh, it'll be interesting actually to interview yourself back then. But what I can say now, we're in a uh, you know very happy. Um, I mean, I'm generally generally happy person. I've got a great relationship, great family support. But um, you know, we don't have the um, that that stress where you have to come to work or you have to have uh, work on your living or your day job, because you, you, when you see income coming through on the regular, it's really quite rewarding. And so that's been really cool. The other thing, um, I, know, I, know, I know I joke about kilos and so on, but the one thing is that we're a lot healthier and we've got a lot more energy, even though it's been two, three years, uh, you know, you feel like you've gone back 10 years in terms of your health wise, uh, both in terms of performance, in terms of uh, productivity, uh, but also in terms of health and the mindset as well um, and the relationships that we've built they're a lot richer as such they're more deep you know deep in terms of expanding that to uh, people that we wouldn't have met if we didn't join a community and so i think they all play a part in where, where you are in, in life and the thing that i must say is like once you get to your goal you don't stop you're actually more motivated um i'm more motivated than i was back then i'm actually feel more energetic for the the next chapter and so the, these wins that you get it actually is like fuel to be able to sort of look at you know look forward for the next two to three five years ten years so that's what it's done and i think um you know it's it's the person yet you've become you know um you know you you know Healthier, you've yeah, got good relationships, uh, less stress, which means you know you're sleeping better, uh, which is great. If you sleep better, you're more productive during the day, and so it all compounds as such. As yeah, so that's that's probably the biggest change that I can reflect on.
0: Mm-hmm. Now there was there was another thing that I'd really love you to share, which I mentioned a bit earlier, and that is that um, you have a you have a very very cool approach to getting up in the morning. And I want to just um, kind of like maybe kind of go back to the first time that you, um, how this changed and how it kind of came about. Mm. Because I I believe that there was a time when you were kind of like, you know, went down to the beach or something. Was that right? And But if you could kind of share that story, that would be much appreciated, I think.
1: Yeah, I would, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, look, it started with... uh you know, working and stress and um, lo- overwhelm, shiny object syndrome. And, you know, probably the day um, sat myself in front of the ocean um, and it was just looking at the waves or looking at the, I don't know what it was about that day, but all those stresses and um, anxieties that you have about the day to day, just by looking at the ocean, um, was just you, it's almost like a, uh, a calming effect on your body, your mind, your soul, all in one. And then when you compound it by the, the natural sounds of the waves, so you have the, the, the obviously the sight, but then you compound it with the sound of the waves, and then it just the, uh, the effect of that just compounds it even better. And so, you know, with that, I thought that, oh, that needs to, that needs a bit more exploring. And you know, I was really, really curious and interested to say, well, if it was able to turn confusion and overwhelm and, and stress into a sense of serenity and calmness, then why wouldn't you try and do that more regularly? And so that that's when it all started. I think um, you know, I started to get up really early. Um, and I was driven by two things. Um, one, that I had all this wonderful material and learnings to learn from the uh, I love real estate. And I had a day job. So the only way I could manage it was that if I get up one hour earlier, I can do read through the material. I can get all the knowledge, make an action list, and then i will go to work. Um, and that was my mindset at the time. So it was, uh, it served different purposes. So I started with five in the morning. Um, I'm now doing a, a, my, my, my alarm goes at four, 10 in the morning now. I don't have to do all those actions and all that stuff that I used to do, all the learnings. Um, but now I get to appreciate um, the ocean uh, at that hour of the morning. And what it is for me is that serenity that you get every day. Uh, one, um, you get up so early in the morning before noise, and there's some sense of peace that you get just by that. There's just no noise around you. And by the time you get to the ocean, you hear the ocean waves. That starts to then to through your body and your minds. And then um, after you swim, it feels like you've had, um. well, for me, it was like a 12-hour sleep. I felt like energetic uh, and ready for the day. And so I started to incorporate that in my day-to-day. So I started to do that daily. And, you know, they say it takes about six to seven days or there's different theories about it to, to actually, so it becomes a habit. Um, and then I was actually waking up before the actual alarm clock. And I would jump out of bed, you know, you run down and go for your swim. And that really, that's when the, I knew that there was something, in know, when the, the world around us started to change, it was really interesting. So because I was more uh, calm and less stress, I was had more energy and I was more productive. And because I was more productive, I was actually uh, having those conversations and that could actually allow us to accelerate our action plan. And that's when it, uh, I knew that they, they were both linked. I knew that the ocean and Mother Nature gave you the energy uh, to be able to give you the fuel that you needed for the day, for that week, for that year. So if you were to do that on a regular basis, which we did, um, you know, that, that world changed around us very, very quickly. So I think it was uh, that was probably one of the biggest learnings that we incorporated in our, in our day-to-day.
0: Mm. I tell you, that's, that's, so, that's so cool to hear. So, so you're, you essentially get up at around 4 o'clock in the morning, you go down, you go swimming every morning before sunrise. Yep. And you, how long have you been doing that for now?
1: Uh, well, I started, I started doing that uh, probably 2016. Then I dropped off a little bit, uh, for about a year. So probably now uh, it's five plus years now,
0: five plus. Five years. Like. So over five years you've been doing that every morning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, wow. And that that must just kind of seep into how you live as well in a different way.
1: Yeah, it has to. Um, One, because um, what it does to your body and your mind, it's like a reset button. You know, when you turn off your computer, it just resets again. I think, for me, that was a a reset not only for my mind, for my body, but also to be able to, uh, you know, every day, just clear, clear everything out, start, and then go, go with your day. And it just felt like um, I probably had one or two days where I didn't go down, and that was because I was sick or uh, my wife wouldn't let me um, because, of, uh, because of sickness. And sure, you, you're sick, but there's something, when, not, when you don't do it to versus when you do it, there's a big difference uh, on your day. There's a massive difference. You feel that something's lacking, you're not as productive, you're not making really good decisions, you don't have the right energy, you're just not hitting your goals. So um, I've just made it re- like a, a routine now, whether it's raining, hail, shine, does it really matter if you get there during that time. And it's pretty tough, like wintertime probably drops down to 16 degrees and it does get really, really cold um but again it's a mindset thing once you're in you're in you're wet (laughs) it's not like you it's not like you unwet yourself so you know make the decision dive and then start swimming and then you're fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) i gotta say i reckon that's how you approach a lot of things in life too hey
1: <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And I I just wanted to say that Jennifer said there, it's a bit cold in Melbourne for a morning swim and you know this time of year.
1: Be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is cold. I heard it's actually like 14 degrees. So I feel I'll feel it for you. But look, um, look, it's an opportunity. Um I was talking to some friends who are based in Melbourne. I've just suggested what keeps you warm, you know, potentially might be like a wetsuit, for example, or a uh, if you wear the cap, that generally uh, keeps the body temperature warm because that's where a lot of the coldness sits on, on the head. Um, so that, that's just some food for thought for people who want to do that. The reason why it's the ocean is, is really cool. And it, and it can be a pool. It can be could be anything. The reason why I like the ocean was what I explained. It's just the, the waves and the sound and everything mm-hmm. as well. And I think there's something magic about the ocean itself. You know, it's a living an organism. And maybe Dippin talks about that a lot more um but to live an organism because you're living within that um our body content our water content is likely water so you know you know depending on your school of thought you know depending on your energy people talk about vibration and energy uh it's really really important so if you've got a mindset you know this is what i want to achieve in the morning this is my goals and you know real committed there there is something i can't explain it but I know that from a vibration and energy, it certainly resonates within your body, within your mind, and uh, things things start to happen.
0: Fantastic, fantastic! Thank you so much for sharing, Sergio. Much appreciate on that. It's a, it's a little bit of a different out of the kind of the investing real estate side of things, but I think it's really important in your story to share that because I think it's uh, uh, I kind of almost feel like I see that the response of that. You know, you've got a nature and, and and driven and got an energy about it, and I, and so I wanted to kind of, yeah, have a look at that. Awesome. Hey, so um, what what do you tell others now about the the, the community? What do you you know, if someone was to ask you about the Isle of Real Estate community, or if you wanted to ask for some advice, what would you uh, what would you say?
1: Don't do it. No, look, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> look, it's a fanta- It's probably it's a family. That's how I see it. You've got a. You know, you've got a warrior of a leader um, who, really, who really is passionate about what she does. And her story is, is just resonates with, uh, with, with us. Um, it's a wonderful like-minded. So people come into it uh, in different stages in life. But you, even though it's all different, you, you somehow are connected by similar goals. You know, people talk about wealth creation, People talk about financial independence. And um, these are just uh, properties of vehicles that to get you to that. Uh, so we have similar goals and that's where we're all connected already, just at the outset. Um, so that's, that's really cool. I think, uh, you know, having different experiences and people who apply different strategies is really cool because you've got a community that's really, really safe. And if you're struggling with a challenge or an opportunity you, you want an answer you know, I think that's really cool that you can be able to post it or re- connect to people who are, uh, or even coaches uh, to just to get a, a second opinion. And so doing that gives you a bit of a safety net in terms of what you're doing. And, um, but also what I found is, is that you can get potentially JV deals or joint venture deals. So people who are looking for, uh, who've got money, uh, but they don't have the knowledge. So it makes sense to do a JV deal or vice versa, uh, you, you may have uh, the knowledge and the strategies, but you don't have the, the money, then this is a great community to find to find that as well. So I think this is like a, it's a commitment and a decision. And like with any family, you grow together. You grow uh, through, through life and through circumstances and you share successes. And that's what it's all about. You know, you pat someone on the back uh, for their success and you wish them all the best. And that's, that's really cool. It's, I really like that about this community.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so, Joe, I, I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. Actually, there was one question there about um, what time do you go to bed if you're going to get up at four o'clock? Yes. <laughs> so, Russell's was like, "Hey, how do I?" she's watching. You can see her there, and she's That's like, right. "That's <laughs> what, right. What time are you going to bed to get up at four?" Uh,
1: I'll go to bed strictly at ten. So, you know, 10 o'clock, sometimes it's 10 15, 10 30. I found that if I have six hours, I've, I've tested it. All right? I've tested what works for me. Everybody has their own um, kind of requirements as such. I've tried the seven, the six, the five, I've tried the four, I like sleeping four hours and see how that works. Uh, it just doesn't work. Four and five hours don't work for me. Uh, but if I have a minimum of six hours sleep, um, I'm all good. And so, uh, Yes, bed by 10, up by four. That's the, um, on the weekend, I tend to just push it out by an hour. So i go to bed at 11 o'clock and wake up at, uh, get up at uh, five o'clock. So, and um, I've been doing that probably for two years now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been working so far. Might have to adjust it a little bit later, but we'll see.
0: There you go, Sarasa. Go to bed 10 o'clock tonight. That's an- <laughs> it's your bedtime yeah. and, and, and
1: I guess test it test the water see what works for you
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. uh, Sajid so, yeah, I'm 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 very much appreciative I don't know if there's anything else um, that we wanted to cover if there's anything else you wanted to say um, and share um, or maybe just advice advice for a new person if a new person is just arriving and they're like what do I do what would you say to them
1: yeah look uh, yeah Go, go to the events, uh, take plenty of notes and take action. That's the, that's the real thing, you know. Um, uh, getting a property or building a JV deal, you may have all the knowledge, you may have all the strategies, but if you don't take action on them, um, they don't become into fruition. So, um, and if you find that it overwhelms you or it's too much, um, you know, procrastination happens to everybody. Um, just break it down, like break it down into daily chunks. Like, what can I? What's the one thing I could do today that allows me to get close to my goal? And that's just enough. You, you tick it off the list, and what that does in your mind, in, um, it actually builds confidence. Think of the, a bank balance of confidence and self-esteem. Every time you say, "This is what I want to do," and you actually tick it off, it actually builds self-esteem. Um, and so, by incrementally doing that day by day, uh, you're working. You're walking towards your goal. And so, that's the main thing. Um, and yeah, action, which is great. And just you know, just tick off that list uh, because you will get there. And be patient. You know, uh, success doesn't happen at all fast pace and everything else. Just be patient with uh, uh with your with your goals. Um, you're going to get challenges on the way, but look—you're you're supported, and you're going to grow from that experience. And so, if you fast-forward where you are today to a year's time, yeah, uh, you're going to be—you know—if you know, take an action every day, I guarantee you'd be a different person in a year's time, hundred percent.
0: Absolutely, and you are a, just a, a classic example of doing exactly that. Um, Fantastic. Um, Willie and Jules were saying, Sergio, how long were you in Isle of Real Estate before you took action?
1: Straight. Uh, so, we, we, um, so we started February 2018. Our first property, we, we joined Platinum in September of the same year. Our first property came in, I think, early 2019. So it took about a year to get the first deal and have our first property. And then 2019 was all those properties that we mentioned in that year.
0: Got it. Cool. Cool. Uh, that's it. And I think uh, Charity has been tuning in via Facebook as well. Oh.
1: G'day, Dave. How are you? <laughs> did, I, did I say everything?
0: Oh, well, I don't know if she's going to type in there. I can see if she's typing in there, but I'm sure you have. So yeah. look, um, so Joe, thank you so much. really appreciate are you taking the time out today and sharing there's a cut there's so many things about your story which I just I love which I find aligning with so many students who have done kind of gone out there and done well and it's all about it's the taking the action it's being very decisive very clear on your decisions it's being responsible for your own decisions and your own actions, um, and then it's just it's, it's it's following your goals and following things through and and keeping that consistency there, uh, and then leaning on the team and so forth. There's there's so many things about it which um which I really appreciate. So so thank you so much. Um, really appreciate it. Um, and um, that's that's it. Unless there's anything else, I think that there was um, yeah a lot a lot of lot of nice comments comments coming through as well. So.
1: so- <clears throat> Awesome, Michael. Thanks for the opportunity and um, good luck, everyone. Uh, It's an exciting experience and I wish you all the best and every success and you will get there, no doubt.
0: Yeah, awesome awesome man well look thank you so much um and everyone for joining us really much appreciated. um like you know these are recorded um you can review them straight on facebook right now so the recording has been streamed into the ultimate group if you want to review that go there to review it um and then there'll be an editing process they'll go up on the members website as well so uh so yeah um, have a fantastic Friday afternoon and a fantastic weekend. Um, for those of you who are quantum or platinums, we do have fast profits. That's camp is coming up Saturday and Sunday. Make sure you... Jump on to those for those quantum and platinums, and the other thing is uh, the Isle of Real Estate Super Conference. We've got we're actually still asking for for new um, stories as well. At the moment, last time I checked, there were sixteen. Thank you so much for the sixteen. Check them out. I think the links are uh, up there on the page somewhere about. I'll put them put them up there as well. Um, but this is for this. I Love Real Estate 2021 Super Conference, which is coming up. That's going to be fantastic. Sergio, you shared your story at one of the previous Super Conferences, I think 2019.
1: Yes, is that right? Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, actually, last thing, what, what was that like as an experience to get up on stage and share?
1: Yeah, look, uh, a little bit nerve-wracking to begin with, but i tell you what, it was um, safe, safe and it was really cool. That's the first time actually presenting to... Um, to such a wide audience on on something that we've done in the past, so it was it was just really cool to share the stage. To be honest with Dipna, you know it's almost like um, she's like a semi guy. Being close to Dipna and asking questions and all that, I think it was great. And it was great to experience it with my wife Charity as well. Uh, I had my little boy on in in the audience with uh, with uh, his grandmother. So it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. It was a really fun weekend actually. So really loved it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, thanks again, um, Sergio. Uh, Thanks everyone for joining. We're going to end off here. Um, Enjoy the rest of your Friday and um, we'll catch up with you around. (laughs)
1: That sounds good. Thanks. Thanks,
0: Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Sergio. All See you everyone now. Bye. Bye. Bye.